Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We are glad you can join us uh, for this episode, which is um, up over 200 now, over almost five years. And so um, we are super grateful um, for all that God is doing as he uses this uh, broadcast and ultimately the podcast when it leaves the radio and goes to the website um, and how he's using it in people's lives. And so if you are a first-time listener, uh, we want to say welcome and let you know that uh, Shouts of Grace Radio is a radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. And so if you are ever in the Eagle Mountain area and or if you live in the Eagle Mountain area and you are looking for a place to fellowship, we uh, formally invite you to come and be a part of what God is doing there um, at Redemption Hill. And if you are a return listener, then we want to say uh, welcome back and thank you. And whether you're first time or return, we have a website that's um, shoutsofgraceradio.com. And at shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can go and listen to all of the past episodes um, and uh, drop a couple comments there if you want as well. And then, of course, on all of the uh, podcast platforms, uh, you can uh, simply uh, search Shouts of Grace Radio and you can find us there as well. Um, as usual, when we do an episode, we usually have uh, either a pastor or church leader or, or you know someone either in studio or they call in on the phone. And every now and then we'll do a special um, a special episode where um, we might be answering questions. But today um, I have a good friend of mine, uh, Pastor Joe Funicello with Redemption Hill Church, one of the elders and pastors there in studio. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing good. Thank you, Pastor Steve. Awesome. Joe's gone through some uh, some recent medical things, and God's faithful, ain't he? Amen. He is. Yeah, we're, we, we get older and our bodies break down, and I think sometimes the Lord comes for us one part at a time. <laughs> and it kind of it seems like it seems like that anyway, you know. Yep. But anyway, um, we're we're pressing forward, and, and we'll ultimately end up in His presence, where we won't have any more medical issues or eye issues or anything other that's an issue. <laughs> but um, anyway, today, um, Joe, I thought what we'd do is. Um, go through uh, Psalm 1. I know um, a number of months back we kind of went through a series hopping through the Psalms, and um, I don't know if we ever covered this one, but, um, you know, I think given given the state of, of the world and kind of where it's at, where it's going, and how it's having more of an influence on the church, um, it's, it's philosophies, it's ways of thinking, it's version of morality seems to be impacting people um, that that go to church on a regular basis, and so I thought, well, let's let's go through Psalm one because there's some things in here that I think right out of the gate, I think are pretty um, they're they're pretty direct, I would say. And so, um, if you want to read Psalm one, Joe, then we'll come back and we'll kind of unpack it. Okay, that sounds really good. Here, let me read this in the New King James. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or the wicked, nor stands in the path of path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law 
He meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Verse 5, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So we live, Joe, we live in a day and age where I think the lines between what is good and what is wrong, what is holy and unholy are being skewed. They're being erased. Um, I, I think we're definitely a generation, unlike you know many before us, I think could say that we are calling evil good and good evil on an unprecedented scale. We're super confused now um, about what even God made as far as natural in relationships between husband and wives, um, between men and women, um, even defining what a man is and what a woman is and gender and all the different things that we're quote unquote confused about. That has found a, a, a pace, a rapid pace in the last three to four years. Um, you know, you can probably even go back, you know, probably seven years or so where, where now society is almost, you know, bending its knee to an ideology that's never been the case. And and it we would be foolish to say that it hasn't made its way into the quote-unquote church. And so now people that say they love God and people that are Christians um, are really confused about things we shouldn't be confused about. And so the reason I think that's important is because right out of the gate of Psalm 1, it says, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But here's the contrast. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates that day and night. And so what you find in just in these first two verses is a clash of worldviews, right? And we're told, blessed is the person. And it's interesting. He said he gives three, he kind of gives three um, things here. He says, who doesn't walk, who doesn't stand, or who doesn't sit, right? Who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. What, what would that mean, to walk in the counsel of the ungodly? Well, you mentioned the three things, and it sure seems like there's a progression. But to walk, uh, I think you're... At least in this, you're 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 walking. Um, you could go and say maybe you're walking, um, you know, arm in arm or side by mm. side, yeah. and you're 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 sharing these things, and you know, um, and and you're walking in agreement, maybe, mm. you know, and you know, there there's times when we're out in the world, and you you have somebody that has different views, they they don't believe in scripture, and so for a period of time. Um, you know, you'll you'll share with them, but there's always that dividing line here. It seems like they have come to some type of an agreement and that maybe the uh, the um, ways and the, the counsel and the understanding of the wicked and, and, and what you refer to is the the ways of what the world is going to are, are going through has become um, something that this person now is deciding to walk alongside with and probably in agreement. Yeah, the word, it's interesting, the word counsel there means um, advice or purpose. And so as the world is purposing a path, right, and it has all of its advice, you know, attached to that path, what he's saying here is blessed is the man who doesn't follow after that that path or, you know, that advice 
type of, you know, under, understanding about really a person's worldview, I would think. And so I, I, I think, you know, the fact that there are believers that, like you said, walk arm in arm with the world and they're and they're in the same path as the world. You had mentioned there's there's a progression because where you walk at some point, it says um, nor stand in the way of sinners. Right. And so that almost indicates when when you're walking now, you've gotten to a place where you're taking a stand and it's like, OK, I'm 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 camping out here, you know, Um, but then the ultimate one is you sit in it, right? And and the scripture talks about when Jesus had come to the Galilee, the the prophecy was that he was coming to a people who sat in darkness, right? In other words, that was their life now. That was where they lived and where we walk ultimately we will take a stand. And when we stand, we'll just, we'll, we'll build our life there. We'll just camp out and sit there. You know, yeah. um, and, and, I, and I think the contrast is interesting because he talks about the in verse one. Hey, this is your relationship with the world. Right. And so blessed is the man who doesn't walk according to the counsel of the ungodly. However, in verse two, it says, and this is the contrast that blesses man who doesn't walk after the counsel of the ungodly, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And so now, and he meditates day and night. And so we we kind of find, Joe, in, in, in verse 1 and 2, this idea that, that we got two choices. We could either walk the way the world walks, which is not God's desire or will, or we can do something different, which that is delight ourselves in the law of the Lord and meditate in his word. So I guess my, my, my question on this one would be when a person walks according to the law of the Lord and he meditates day and night, is it possible if he does that, that he would also walk in the counsel of the ungodly and sit in the seat of the scornful and, and, and of, of the scoffers? Can, can he do both? Well, <laughs> that's the $64,000 question. I don't think, according to this, meditating in, 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 the, in the law of the Lord, meditating what he has given us as the, the plumb line, that which keeps us in a place of walking true in the light and not being in darkness. You know, I, I suppose... Over the years, people can do anything, but it would seem very difficult with a true heart if they really want to obey the Lord and they're in his word, they're not going to be turned aside and stand in the way of the ungodly, the world, the world system. It's just not going to happen being yeah. God's word. Yeah, because I think, you know, from verse one, when it says, blesses man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, or, you know, the advice of the ungodly, when you're meditating in, in the word, one of the things in the law of the Lord, one of the things that happens, the New Testament tells us, is rather than being conformed to the world, we're yes. actually transformed by yeah. the renewing of our yeah. mind. And so, yeah. Yeah. so if we're really in the word and we're allowing God's word to tell us what morality is, to yeah. tell us what yeah. love is, to yeah. tell us what, you know, all what marriage is, all this stuff then our mind's being renewed. Yeah. But if if we're not in the word and or we just kind of have a, a fly by Sunday experience with it, yeah. but Monday through Saturday, yeah, yeah. we're sitting in the council of the yeah. ungodly, it would yeah. seem that whichever one you feed is the one who's going to take over your mind and your headspace, yes. right? Yes, yeah. If, you, if you're not, like you said, in the word, 
and you get all of your direction. Because listen, our minds are, are going to be a sponge. We're going to take in whatever we put in front of us, and it's going to transform us, either good or bad. And so, you know. Um, yeah. Hey, amen. we're gonna we're gonna take a short break, and then on the other side, we're gonna we're gonna look at the rest of Psalm one. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast. Welcome back to the program I have in studio today, uh, Pastor Joe Funicello with Redemption Hill Church, just on the other side of the lake from where we're at in Key Radio Studios in Provo. And uh, we want to give a shout out to them for uh, the use of their studios and thank them. But uh, Pastor Joe, right before the break, we were just looking at uh, Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2, and kind of the collision of two worldviews, the one who sits in darkness and takes the advice of the world, as opposed to the one who delights in the law of the Lord, and he meditates in day and night. And the outcome in a person's life will be, if he meditates in the Word, that, that he won't be conformed to the way the world thinks. And so I would go as far to say, and I don't think it's a bold statement, or I don't think it's out of line. I would say that if you are in line with the world, if you call yourself a Christian and you are in line with worldly thinking, and and that means you're outside of what the Bible explicitly uh, states is right and wrong, but you've taken a different approach, I would say that you are not in the Word of God. I would say that the Word of God has not had its effect on you that it's supposed to have. And I would dig really deep into that hole to find out why. Because um, I don't know of, of, of a God, at least not the living and true God of the Bible, who, who accepts a person as they are and leaves them as they are. I believe God accepts everybody as they are. They come, but then he begins transforming them and he transforms their mind. And from their mind comes different and new actions. But there's a worldview that looks at the Bible as the, the, the final court of arbitration between what is right and wrong. And if you do, it does impact your life and it transforms your mind. So if you find yourself on the wrong side of, quote unquote, moral issues because you're caught up in the world's agenda and how the world is promoting, you know, whatever it's promoting, then I would suggest to you God's word doesn't have its rightful place in your life. And, and I don't and I don't think that's too harsh, Joe, at all. No, I, I, I don't think so either. And and I think some of this, of course, I believe when we go back to the beginning of verse two, it says in his delight. There's a delight mm. in this. And I think there's an attitude of you're not doing it because you have to. You're doing it because you realize that this is God speaking to you. And there is a delight in that, that he is he is his desire is to uh, give you um, his best to give you to keep you out of the way of trouble. And, 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 and the way I say that or, or think about that now is I look when we're talking about the world, I see what's happening to the young children today yeah. and how they're being influenced maybe by their parents or teachers with all these crazy things, uh, chemical castration yeah. and all yeah. this crazy stuff. And and I just look at them, those poor kids as just victims yeah. because in five and 10 years from now, they're going to go, what did I do? What happened to me? Yeah. And, and if the parents had made this a delight, 
they could have they they would have seen the light and they wouldn't have gone down um, this road to destruction. It's like it's yeah. like lemmings all walking off a cliff. Yeah, it's insanity. Yeah, it is, Joe. And I, and, I, and and here's the thing. I you know I think sometimes the church and and not sometimes I see a lot of it right now is the church is wanting to kind of hold back a little bit because they're kind of like you know we don't want to really offend people. That's not our thing. But here's the thing: uh, the world doesn't feel that way about you. No, the, the world doesn't yeah, care yeah, yeah. Yeah. about whether it offends you, whether it's its laws, whether it's its curriculum in school. Yeah. Whether it's the ideology that passes through yeah. media and social media, the world doesn't care about Christian values. And in fact, I would say this: Scripture says that 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 um, anyone who loves the world, um, the love of the Father isn't in them. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like there, yeah. there's a hostility yes. in the world towards God, and you are watching the hostility take place. Under the eyes, right under the eyes of the church, who's yeah. supposed to be the light and supposed to be speaking out against what's wrong. So let's just yeah. be clear. If we're not in the word, Joe, yeah. um, and our delight is not in the law of the Lord, if we're not meditating on it, then here's what's going to happen. We are going to take the counsel of the ungodly yeah. and we yeah. are going to let them shape our mind and tell us what holiness is and ultimately telling us, tell us how to worship God. That's a tragedy. Yes. Yes, it is. And then in. And like you said, you you see that now, and and so it takes a firm stance and blurs that and brings it together where there really isn't any guidance that people need for themselves and for everybody else. Yeah, I, verse three it says, yeah. um, the person who who delights in the Lord, who meditates on His law, it says he's like a tree planted by a stream of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And so here's what I like about that is the word of God is transforming, but but it it does produce fruit. It may not Man. be in in the in the season that you want. You you, you may be yes. struggling in the beginning yeah. and you're like, hey, where's the fruit at? You know, this yeah. Christian thing ain't working. Well, hold on, because if you do it day and night, day and night turns into a week and a week turns into a month, which turns yeah. into a year. Yeah. And what you'll ultimately find is you're you're like a you're like a tree planted by the streams yeah. and the water continues to water the roots. And, and and before you oftentimes <sighs> see the fruit of something the roots are growing deep and they're and they're establishing what's going to grow up above the surface. And so yeah. we would say to believers, if you've made a decision for Jesus Christ and you're following him and you're a little, you know, a little bummed out and you're a little, you know, discouraged about the about the lack of fruit that you might see in your life and you've been following God and you're uh, we would say, hey, you keep going because yeah. what happens is it will yield fruit in its season and yeah. don't give up. Right, Joe? Yeah. And, and yeah. And then in, in, in reference to young believers stuff, how about just taking one verse and meditating on that all day long? How about putting that in your mind instead of all the things that afflict the young people today? You put the word of God in your mind and the front of your mind first and foremost, and you meditate on that. You repeat that. You um, memorize that. And maybe in a, in a place that young men seem to be struggling with today and issues today um, because of computer and stuff, maybe that helps and renew their mind and give them the strength or whatever that it's renewed that they do not need to follow into those those same problems. Yeah, amen. It says at the end of verse three that the Christian life, um, that person who meditates on God's word is like a tree planted, but the Christian life is a prosperous one. And it doesn't, yeah. doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to be rich. It means prosperous in that 
because you're well watered by the word of God and not by the world, Amen. what you do is going to prosper in God's eyes in, in whatever that looks Amen. like. Um, but then here's here's the other side in verse four, but it's not so with the wicked. They're like chaff that the wind drives away. Mm. And here's what's interesting. You know, chaff is when whenever they would, you know, do the harvest, they would go and take a winnowing fork and they would go up to usually like a windy hill and they would throw the harvest, this, you know, the wheat up into the air and the chaff was the light stuff. It was the light weighted stuff. And, and the wind would then separate the wheat and the chaff. The chaff would blow away and the wheat would fall to the ground. And so that's how you had the, the valuable sustenance there. And so then they would take the wheat and they would gather it into the barns. But it's interesting. He says, the wicked are not so. They're like the chaff that the wind blows away. So, so as you're looking at the world and all of their... And, you know, all of their wisdom and all of their understanding yeah. and all of their, you know, <laughs> look at us and we really figured out life yeah. is and we know what a yeah. man is and a woman is and yeah. what love is and what marriage is. God says, you know what? That's lightweight. That's chaff. Yeah. That's, that's, that's... That, that, that's the unbeliever. In all of your wisdom, here's what's an amount. Here, here's what it's amounted to. There is no weight to you whatsoever. And when you're thrown into the wind, when a storm comes, you will blow away because there's no weight to you. But not so with the believer. He's he's weighty because he's been meditating in God's word. There's yeah. a separation between the wheat and the chaff here in, in Psalm one as well. Yes, yes, you, you see that in in. Uh, and, you know, it's funny how you mentioned, you know, they've got everything figured out. Well, I just look at history and history shows us from generation to generation. <laughs> it's yeah. a dead end. It's, it's, there's a cliff at the end. Yeah. Of and he and he shares with you what the cliff is in verse five. He says, because they're like chaff, because they're lightweights, therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And so the bottom line is he's saying, look, if, if you allow the world to impact you, you allow the world to guide you, yes. to tell you what life is all about. Yeah. He says in, in, in Psalm one, very clearly, it's like, you'll be like chaff. You'll be a lightweight. And, and here's where you'll see how light you are. You will not be able to stand in the judgment. Every person is going to stand before God one day, Joe, and they're going to be judged for what happened in this life, yeah. right? It, you can't usurp that. You can't get around that. Just because you choose not to believe that doesn't change the yes. reality or yes. the truth of it, you yeah. know? So, so what he's saying here, and in the last, in the, in, in the last minute I, of this broadcast, I just want to take the opportunity to talk to the unbeliever is, look, if, if you have a love affair with the world, if you have a relationship with the world, um, the Bible says that you're not going to stand in the end because you're at war with God for loving the world. Judgment will sweep you away. There's no getting around that. But for the righteous, no matter what happens in this life, no matter what persecution you might have or whatever, uh, God knows how to preserve the righteous in that day, and he will. And so I would say to those that are listening, if, if you love the Lord, you keep going. You keep going because um, what God has prepared for you, your eye is not seen nor ear heard, nor is it entered into your heart. And it's going to be an amazing uh, presentation of grace at the end of your life. But if you do not know Jesus Christ, or maybe you call yourself a believer and you've walked away from God, you need to come home. The days are short, the days are dark, and it's getting darker and it's getting shorter. And this is no time to be playing around. So if you don't know Jesus Christ, we would you know, encourage you, go home, get on your knees and ask him to forgive you of your sins and come 
come and take over your life. And if you do know him, but you've been spending time with this world and you've been loving it, do not stand in the counsel of the ungodly. Come back home. Hey, we're out of time for this episode of Shouts of Grace, so uh, we'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.